jam right here. You say that every show. They're all my jams. Yeah. It's my show. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, hello, and welcome to Riffs on Riffs, where we explore the collision of original and sample tracks and the artists who made them. I'm your host, Joe Watson. I'm here with my co-host, who apparently, it's his show, Toby Braswell. What's up, Toby? It's our show, Joe. It is it's our, show. our show. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Man, I'm feeling good. I'm okay. feeling really, really good. You know, we've just had a really good run of some solid music that I actually personally enjoy. Yeah. You know, not every episode do we actually talk about music that I personally enjoy. But we've been on a really good run. We have been run. on a run. So you're saying we're continuing the run? We're continuing the run. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, together on this show, we listen to the legendary tracks that sometimes we like <laughs> and the timeless but sometimes not so well-known songs that they sampled from. So, Toby, what are we listening to today? We are listening to one of my favorite MCs, someone I actually got a chance to see live in concert a while back, who has proven himself as a musician and an actor, none other than Chicago's own Common. Well, I know you're a huge fan, so I'm excited to get into this. So let's go, buddy. Why don't we hop in the DeLorean and see what track was sampled to make this hit? Rewind! I see you in a lonely place. Mm, mm, mm. I know I have lines to say here, but I, I just want to let this marinate for a second. Um, I'm down. I love the power of real lyrics. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's just something to it. It's literally hypnotizing. When words hit you, and you get those goosebumps, and you're like, oh. Yeah. And, and it just soaks into you, yeah. and just like, oh. Well, Joe, you know, uh, enough games. Tell the good people, you know, what we are listening to. Well, this is Bobby Caldwell and his song, Open Your Eyes. So, Tobe, let's get into it. Tell us a little bit more about Mr. Caldwell. Gladly. So, Robert Hunter Caldwell was born on August 15th in 1951 in Manhattan. He grew up in Miami where his mother sold real estate, including to a client by the name of... Bob Marley. Yeah, you know what? I heard an awesome story that uh, that that Bob was actually a huge supporter of Mama Caldwell. He he really got her through some tough times. Really? How so? Well, look, man, you know real estate, right? It's a tough gig. It is. There's a, a lot gig. of ups and downs in the industry. So during any of the downturns, he'd just cheer up and he'd be like, "No woman, no crime." Okay, all right, that's that's terrible. Come on, I, I, I can I can see. Isabel grimacing right now. We are not going to wait in vain. Oh boy, for anything. That's better. Yeah, <laughs> you cause this. Okay, you cause this. We're not going to wait in vain for anything resembling a good joke from you. Let's move on. Right. Bobby Caldwell started playing piano and guitar at the age of twelve, and even did a stint out in Vegas at the age of seventeen. Yeah, I can 17. only imagine what was going on on the in Sunset Vegas. Strip. Man, stop it. Okay, well. In 1978, he signed a deal with a record label in Miami called TK Records, which was an early pioneer in the rise of disco. Back in July of 1974, George McRae had a hit on the TK label with Rock Your Baby. This went right to number one on the pop charts, so let's take a listen. You know what? I'm glad that the uh, shades are closed and I can't see you because I'm pretty sure you're doing a Toby disco <laughs> oh, two-step. Oh, you know. Yeah. You know. It's a good song right here, man. Don't something. Get, don't, <laughs> something. 
Not a fan of disco, huh, Joe? Actually, disco is, is, you know, it's got some funk. You know I'm a fan of the funk. I do. I do. So just three months later, John Lennon interpolated Rock Your Baby for his number one hit, Whatever Gets You Through the Night, off his Walls and Bridges album. Lennon gave McCray a nod as being the inspiration for the song. Let's give it a spin. Whatever gets you through the night. Oh, Lennon doing disco. I like it. Baseline's moving. All right. The baseline's oh, really moving. This was, uh, this was back in 1974, right? So A great year. Yeah. It was, it was a fantastic it was, year. A fantastic year for both of us. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm going to start referring to anything before 1991 as pre-BM. No, no. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. What, why? BM. We are not talking about bowel movements oh, no. on this show. That is not what all. I'm no referring BM. to. No, no, my friend. I am referring to the landmark Bismarcky case that changed sampling forever. That is the BM that I am referring to. But, you know, Bismarcky, that's not, yeah. Got it. But in order to avoid confusion, maybe we should just refer to it as the pre- or post-gum or G-U-M era. Well, that's a better idea. The GUM in this case refers to Grand Upright Music, the company that represented Gilbert O'Sullivan and successfully sued Warner Brothers, Bismarcky, and others for copyright infringement. Yeah, so Biz had sampled O'Sullivan's Alone Again, naturally, for his track, <laughs> I Need a Haircut, mm. which is maybe why he's alone again. Mm. So it went to New York District Court, and Biz, Warner Brothers, and the whole crew lost the case, and that pretty much opened the floodgates for artists to seek compensation for their songs being sampled or interpolated. So the Wild West days of sampling were now over. Well, getting back to TK Records, the label had cemented their status in the disco scene with a little group called KC and the Sunshine Band. Hmm. They had a, yeah, you heard, them, heard right? of them. Yeah. <laughs> so they had a string of five number ones for TK, including the one-off of their fourth album, Part 3. Let's hear Shake, 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 Shake Your Booty. All right, so in case you people were wondering... Toby does not follow directions well. (laughs) But you know what? You can't really help it for this song. Mm -hmm. Get it, Casey. Mm -hmm. Well, this is also the only number one song with a title that repeats the same word more than three times. Is that right? Yeah, we we dig into the trivia vaults for you here on Riffs. That's what we do. (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. Well, Bobby Caldwell had finished his first album for the label, and they were happy with the material. But like Tom Petty sang in the song Great Wide Open, mm-hmm. the A&R man said, I don't hear a single. <laughs> so Bobby went back and spent a couple of days working on the song that would become his signature hit, What You Won't Do For Love. Mm. Mm-hmm. You want to hear it? Please. All right. Came back to let you know. Do it, Bobby. Sing it now. It's on the mixtape. Oh, you know it. <laughs> it's on the mixtape twice. <laughs> this is the longest mixtape in the history of man. <laughs> so put it on a flash drive. It's all good. <laughs> so what you won't do for love reached number nine on the Hot 100, number six on the Soul Singles, and number 10 on the Easy Listening Charts. TK also released a promo single that was pressed into a heart shape 
all right, which is fantastic, right? Pressing to a Heart Shape, which was the most expensive single ever produced sure to that point. I'm kind of curious how it how played it on works. a turntable, how too, right? How did this work? Exactly. Well, the public demand for that, prompt, because I guess everybody else is curious, too, Right. prompted TK to produce another 50,000 copies that sold for the same price as the full album. So Money. We, we need to find one of these somewhere. Money. So listeners, if you know where we can get one, I, you know, probably eBay or something for $3 million. <laughs> you know, it's also interesting that the song soared on multiple charts, given the lengths the label went to to hide Bobby's race. Yeah, TK Records was an R&B label with a primarily black audience, so they kept Bobby's face off of the album and tried to hide the fact that he is white, which is crazy. For You're only going to keep that hidden reasons. for so long, right? <laughs> He's going to go on tour. Stop it. Who is this dude? That's right. Bobby. No, who is this? That is Bobby. Until he opens his mouth and everybody knows, like, oh. Yeah, oh, that's Bobby. That's Bobby, <laughs> yeah. all right. But also, it's also crazy because of, you know, Harry Wayne Casey or Casey from the Sunshine Band, who is oh, He's a, white, a dude, white guy. Right? Like, right? you already had a ton of hits with, yeah, I don't get it. It's crazy. Craziness. Well... This is what Bobby had to say about it in an interview with NPR. Quote, I felt possibly there was a degree of deception on behalf of the label. You think? think? (laughs) But that was quickly laid to rest when I had my first tour, which was opening for Natalie Cole. And she was on her debut album, This Will Be. Well, she was playing large venues, 4,500 plus. And What You Won't Do For Love was at that point working its way up. So I was very surprised at seeing nothing but black in the audience. And certainly they were probably more surprised than I was. But most of the wonderful people I've gotten to know in the radio business, they all say the same thing. It's like a universal language and should have no barriers. Well, that's something we've said so many times on this show, that that music is a universal language. Bobby's next two albums charted in the top 50 on the R&B charts. Cat in the Hat was released in 1980. It contains our first feature track, Open Your Eyes. Let's take another listen. Love this song. So, you know, the crazy thing is when I first heard this song, right? Common's version of this song, right? I swore that this was like Stevie Wonder. Oh, I could see that. I, I swore I was like, no, it's Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder. So yeah. I, I then to find out that it's not Stevie, right. this cat named Bobby Caldwell, who at this point I had never no idea, no idea who he was. And then get a picture and look like I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> you would have been on tour and been All like, right, oh. hey. That's not what I expected. Yeah. Well, Bobby's next album, Carry On, he played all of the instruments himself. So let's take a listen to one of those tracks, Loving You, which has a bit of that kind of Miami and reggae influence running through it. Some slow dancing stuff right here. Mm -hmm. Reggae, like it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, as disco started to die, so did TK Records, and they shut down. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, that's, that's dying, shutting down. That's what that's, happens when you lie to the people. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Bobby's friend, Boz Skaggs, advised him to start writing songs for other artists. Well, that turned out to be a pretty good call, as Bobby co-wrote with Paul Gordon another number one hit. This one for Peter Cetera on his 1986 album, Solitude, Solitaire. The song is a duet with Amy Grant called The Next Time I Fall. Next time I fall 
there he goes, arms raised. Now again, with this song, yeah. I swore that it was Christopher Cross singing this song oh. initially. What do you okay. call that? That yacht, yacht rock. The yacht rock. Yeah, yeah, it was when. Yeah, he just left Chicago. Peter Cetera did, so it was. Yeah, oh, I get it. It, it, you know, it makes sense, but right. at the time, but I could have right. sworn. I could, I could totally see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that song debuted at number one on the Hot 100 and spent 21 weeks on the charts. It also won the Grammy for best pop performance by a duo or group with vocals. By the mid '90s, Bobby had turned his vocal talents to covering American standards and a whole lot of Sinatra. So let's take a listen to his version of Cole Porter's I Get a Kick Out of You from Bobby Caldwell's 1996 album, Blue Condition. I get no kick in a plane. You see why he's doing standards, right? He's got the voice for it. He definitely does. With some gal in the sky is my idea of nothing I'm going to have to pick this up. I'm going to pick this cool. a listen. Yeah. But I get a kick. So you remember back in the day when you'd pretend to have a girlfriend and she just, like, went to a different school? What? She did go to a different school. Come Joe, on. Joe. What? Joe. You got to let that one go. We, we are way too old for, for all of that. You know, you, you can't hold on to that anymore. Stop it. Tom, I, why, <laughs> why are you calling me out in the air? I mean, okay. All right. I will say this at least. I am big. In Japan. No, you are not. <laughs> you are cli- no, you are not. And this biz will say, don't, don't, don't even give me that. Don't even give me that. But you know who is? In Japan? Uh, you know who is big in Japan? Godzilla. Okay. <laughs> yes. He, indeed. And so is Bobby Caldwell. He's referred to over there as Mr. AOR, which stands for Mr. Adult Oriented Rock. All right, Tope. Um, do you know what they're going to call me in Japan now? I'm afraid to ask. They're going to call me Mr. Mister, and do you know why? Why is that? Because you have given me broken wings. Mm, 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 mm. You know, I would sing, I would sing the, the words to that, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm not going to sing Kari. No, I'm not, I'm not going to partake in this right now. The cup must be passed from me. I'm not doing it. And just because Bobby Caldwell is big in Japan, don't think that he's not still relevant. He's like everyone's cool uncle. Oh, well done, sir. That is the name of his 2015 collaboration album with producer Jack Splash. And though you may not recognize his name, you have certainly heard Jack Splash's work. He's been nominated for 10 Grammys and won three, including for this song from CeeLo Green's 2010 album, The Lady Killer. It's a different kind of F you than you might be expecting from <laughs> CeeLo, so let's listen to the track fool for you love it I'm a fool, such a fool. I like this dude's voice man CeeLo's all right, right? yeah he's got a range oh, that's nice so when, and that song also features Earth, Wind, and Fire frontman and easy lover himself, Philip Bailey. Philip Bailey. Philip Bailey. Can I make a confession here? Please. So b- back in the day as a kid, I loved e- that easy lover track, right? Right, But I right. was like, Phil Collins, who's this Philip Bailey dude that's, sure. that's right? I had no idea that. It was like Philip Bailey, like Earth, right. Wind, and Fire, like this cat's. Amazing. As big, if not, yeah, yeah, like, stop it. So I'm a little embarrassed. No. If, but since we're outing Joe on the air in this episode, <laughs> then, you know, we'll just add to the list. Well, I would have thought your girlfriend from the other high school would have told you about Philip Yeah, Phillip you would Bailey. think. <laughs> she didn't, though. 
She was in Japan at the time, okay? Right, apparently. So another guy who is no stranger to Grammys, Jack Splash, has worked with a slew of artists, from Alicia Keys to Kendrick Lamar, John Legend, Jennifer Hudson, Anthony Hamilton. Ugh, I mean, there's too many to name. There are too many to name. Well, it did take a Google alert for the collaboration between Bobby Caldwell to happen, and even then, I'm I'm a, I'm a bit surprised it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, so apparently Bobby Caldwell's wife gets the Google alert saying that Jack mentioned him as an influence. And Bobby was surprised given the significant age difference between the two. His wife suggested he give Jack a call. He did. And they hit it off and decided to work together. It's a nice story. Yeah, it's a good story, but <laughs> let's give a little context, right? So here's what Jack said in a Rolling Stone interview. Mm-hmm. An ex-girlfriend dumped me. Her next dude, probably the following week, took her on a date. The first date, I was like, what a chump. Who does this on a first date? He he took her to a Bobby Caldwell concert. Mm. At the time, I didn't know his name. I only knew the music. And I said, who the hell is Bobby Caldwell? For years and years, I was making, in my mind, Bobby Caldwell songs. Well, let's take a listen to one of those songs off of the Cool Uncle collaboration. This is Lonely. Take this track. It's actually a cool album. Mm-hmm. What is crazy is that between, if you listen to his voice on this and then also on the standards, it's so yeah. different. It is different. You're right. He's, he, he, you know, he can do that. He's got that flexibility. It's true. I love that. So Bobby Caldwell was able to find shared musical interests with Jack Splash. So now what do you say we find out what he has in common with, well... Common. Oh, boy. Toby, can you <laughs> tell us a little bit more about our second featured artist? Absolutely. Lonnie Courant Jaman Shuka Rashid Lynn wow. was born on March 13, 1972. So let me say this. He would have probably been born earlier. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> it took them a while <laughs> to figure out the name. Can, can you do that? You it, just put him back in hey, until hey, it's, it's like, hey, hey we, we don't have this yet. He was actually due on March 11th. I'm trying to say it took two days to figure this name out. His mother was an educator, and his father was an ex-ABA ball player turned youth counselor. After his parents' divorce, his mother largely raised him. While as a high school student, Lynn rapped in a group called CDR. That group was composed of Lynn and his friends Corey Crawley and Ernest Dion Wilson. And the group opened up for some pretty solid acts in the hip-hop world, like NWA, as well as for this guy. Well, excuse me, take a few minutes to mellow out. Big Daddy Kane is on the mic. You recognize the sample there, Joe? It's a little Mary Jane Girls, huh? <laughs> Gotta like it. How we tie it all back in together. Flow and go to a slow tempo, and you know, sing ho, swing low, then yo, the show will go on. Well, what we're listening to right now is Grammy Award winning MC Big Daddy Kane. And his hit song, Smooth Operator, from his 1989 album, It's a Big Daddy Thing. Now, some of you will also recognize the Mary Jane Girls sample that we just mentioned here. It was also covered in a previous episode. Well, so Wilson went off to college, and the group disbanded in 1991. But this didn't stop him from pursuing a career in music, however. Common was featured in the unsigned hype section in the Source magazine. Tell us why this is a big deal. 
Well, The Source is a hip-hop magazine that, that a lot of people have paid attention to over the years. One of the reasons is the unsigned hype section, where new and promising MCs that were looking for record deals were actually featured. Now, back in the days when the underground scene was alive and well and lyricism was paramount, everyone was looking for the next great MC. And you mm-hmm. could find that a lot of times yeah. in the unsigned hype. Well, case in point, DMX... 50 Cent, Eminem, they were all featured in the unsigned hype section, and each time it led to them getting a record deal and subsequent fame. Well, the article about Lynn, going by the name Common Sense, led to his first single as a solo artist in 1992. Let's hear Take It Easy. You're definitely young on the mic. You can, we talk yeah. about this, oh, yeah. right? right? Well, his album, Can I Borrow a Dollar, was released in October you know 19th. I got you, buddy. Anytime you need one. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. But if I come to you for a dollar, it's going to be a lot more than a dollar. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Back to Common. So his album, Can I Borrow a Dollar, was released in October 1992 on Relativity Records. The album, including that first single, was entirely produced by his former group member, Wilson, who now was going by a different name, No ID. No no idea? What? You don't, you don't know his name? No, it's No ID. Oh, it's okay, man. If you if you don't know his name, we can, we can just move on. There is no judgment here. Joe, l- listen. His producer name is literally No ID. Oh. He took his middle name of Dion and reversed it. Oh okay. no. Oh, I yeah, got it's kind of cool. And it, it, as far as like sometimes reasons, I need visual cues. Like right. I need to write it out. Okay. Well, mm, yeah. I, I, I'm here for you, man. Thanks, I'm here buddy. for you. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> I gotta admit, that's pretty clever. I haven't seen a lot of people do it like this and actually have it come off. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Well, besides having a great name, he's also a pretty talented producer. He's hailed as the godfather of Chicago rap due to his influence and the artists that he's worked with, like well, this guy. So that was Jay-Z's single, Run This Town, featuring Kanye and Rihanna from Jay-Z's 2009 album, Blueprint 3. No Idea has also produced for this guy. I better find your loving, I better find your heart, I better find your Are you seriously doing a hula dance to this? It's perfect. It works. Y'all, I just want you to picture Toby with a grass skirt right now. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. Please don't do that. It's a good song right here. Well, this is Drake's single, Find Your Love, off of his 2010 album, Thank Me Later. Yeah, you can thank me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of others that we could list on No ID's discography, but let's get back to our featured artist, Common. So Common's next album, Resurrection, was released on October 4th in 94, and again featured the production of No ID. The album highlighted Common's growth and evolution since his first album. There are a lot of songs that shows Common's poetic style. One of the most well-known songs on the album is a track called I Used to Love Her. Her is actually an acronym that stands for Hip-Hop in Its Essence is Real. The song discusses the fallen popularity of Afrocentric hip-hop and the rise of gangster rap. 
So let's take a listen to one of the lines that stirred up a bit of controversy. She said Afrocentricity was of the past. Well, she got in the R&B, hip-hop, space, and jazz. Now black music is black music, and it's all good. I wasn't salty. She was with the boys in the hood. Because I was mm, There it is. Here it is. Which I'm with you. I don't see how that's a big deal at all. Well, you know, due to its artistry, the song is hailed as being one of the best hip-hop songs of the decade. And obviously, that means it received a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Well, that attention eventually grew into a beef with West Coast MC that uh, took offense to those lines. Yeah, well, I think that MC you're referring to is none other than this guy. Remember this video? Yeah, I remember this Predator album was just like all over the place. This video was nuts. Yeah, he came hard. Didn't he? (laughs) Well, this is Ice Cube, and that's the song Wicked. And Cube demonstrated his displeasure by recording a song called West Side Slaughterhouse as sort of a callback to Common. Mm -hmm. Toby, have you listened to that track? Well, yes, I have. Okay, and it's nothing, I mean, and I mean nothing. Nothing, that, that, <laughs> literally that we, nothing. <laughs> that we can play for you now due to the language. But allow me to say this, the message is clear. Yeah. Okay, like crystal clear. Ice Cube was upset, and I believe that he really took Common's lyrics out of context. Completely. Yeah, so, well, it didn't stop Common from coming out with a diss song of his own. A Man. track called... The blank in you. <laughs> yeah, you can use your context clues to figure that one out. True that, true that. Now, I've listened to this song numerous times, okay? <laughs> and let me tell you that, again, the message is clear. Common won that battle. It was also clear to both sides that this feud needed to end, especially yeah. considering the deaths of Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, no doubt. And after the feud was settled, Common was then sued by a reggae band with the same name from Orange County. As a result... He shortened his name from the common sense that he was going by at the time to just Common. Okay. All right. Well, Common's third album, One Day It'll All Make Sense, was released on September 30th, 1997. Oh, that's a special day. It is a special day. It's my B-Day. I love that. And this album is fantastic. Yeah. I love this album. So the album stands out for me because it was released on my birthday. Sure. And also because it, there's a ton of features on it, right? Like Lauryn Hill. De La Soul, Q-Tip, Cannabis, Black Thought, and Questlove. Oh, my. Another reason why this album stood out is due to the subject matter that Common tackled on this album. Yeah, there's some stuff on here. So, during the recording of the album, Common's girlfriend discovered that she was expecting. And the song that was written deals with whether to have an abortion or not from a male perspective. The song was called Retrospect for Life and features the vocal talents of Lauryn Hill, who happened to be pregnant at the same time and shared the same due date as Common's girlfriend. Let's take a listen. Knowing you the best part of life, do I have the right to take yours? Because I created you irresponsibly, subconsciously knowing the act. I was a part of the start of something. I'm not ready to bring... This is one of those songs where, you know, you're driving around listening to it for the first time. And when it came on, I... I had to basically pull over and stop and everything like, I was doing yeah. and just really like, oh, listen. wow, listen, like, so for much, real. Yeah. There's a lot in it. Well, this song samples one of my favorites of all time, one of my favorite artists of all time, Mr. Stevie mm. Wonder. Yes, sir. And his classic song, Never Dream You Leave in Summer, from his 1971 album, Where I'm Coming From. Any day I get to, to, to talk about Stevie's a good day, so let's take a listen to that. I never dream. 
Stuck on an island, okay, with only one artist in their discography I could listen to. It's it's Stevie all day, huh. no question. Well, you'll be happy I didn't do what I was what I was gonna do with this. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna play some some Olaf from, uh, oh my from Frozen God. and his song Summer instead, just to. But I didn't because I thought that was that might have gone a little bit too that far. That might have not gone well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You might have gotten sued, right? <laughs> Had to change your name. Okay. Continue. Well, the success of his album led Common to landing a major record deal with MCA Records for his fourth release, Like Water for Chocolate, which came out on March 28th of 2000. This album earned Common his first gold album and contains our second featured song, The Light. Let's give that another spin. Regardless of what happened on him, let's rely. Well, The Light was produced by Detroit producer James DeWitt Yancey, a.k.a. Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla produced a large share of the music on Like White for Chocolate and is probably one of the most well-known hip-hop musicians out of Detroit. Before his death in 2006, he worked with the likes of Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, Busta Rhymes, The Roots, Farside, Erica Badu, and so many more. Absolutely, absolutely. So... Common has expanded his repertoire to include acting. And in 2014, he starred in the movie Selma as civil rights leader James Bevel. He also co-wrote and performed the song Glory for that movie with John Legend and Rhymefest. That track would go on to win both a Grammy and an Oscar, so let's take a listen. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day. Putting these two together is a, that, that's smart. Yeah. That's Genius. a good pairing. Yeah, that's a really good pairing. In August of 2019, Common dropped his 12th studio album, Let Love. Let's take a listen to the song God is Love, featuring Leon Bridges and Jonathan mm. McReynolds. Love Leon, Leon Bridges. Bridges. I wish we could do an app on him, Man, but he doesn't sample anybody. He don't sample anything. Makes it difficult. I know you in the words where the first is last. They try to use math to quantify you. In 2005, you saved lives by the bayou. I know you in the mouth of the spouse singing I do. The most vital is how I describe you. What else I love about this show? So I hadn't really heard of Jonathan McReynolds before. Mm-hmm. And then I just went back and checked out his work, and I was like, sweet, now I got something else I can dig right. into and listen to. So right. we always find stuff that's like, well, I haven't gotten there yet, and so it's fun. All right, Tobe, great stuff as always, but I think it's time we moved on to our bonus material. So what are we getting into today? Well, let's go back and look at some of the other songs that have sampled Bobby Caldwell's work. Let's start with Tupac and his hit song, Do For Love. Never bad to start with Tupac. <laughs> Except it's always a challenge to figure out which sections we can play on a family show. <laughs> True that. True that. Well... We could literally do an entire show on the artists that have sampled Bobby Caldwell's What You Won't Do for Love. I think literally. It's, it's like almost 100 songs. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But what do you say we focus on other Caldwell songs that have been sampled? 
For example, why don't we check out Little Nas X and his song Carry On, which samples the Bobby Caldwell song of the same name. You ain't even who you used to be, the person that I know. Guess I have to carry on. There it is. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other artists that have sampled this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an MC by the name of, I want to say, M.E.D. I love it. The, the original song... I like the sample so much, I went back to the original song like, man, right. this is Bobby again. I yeah. love this song. I think that was the album where he played everything himself. So. It might have been, yeah, yeah. Well, what about some notorious B.I.G.? Here's the track called Sky's the Limit, which samples Caldwell's My Flame. Good stuff. I got one more for you. You ready? Hit me. So this is New Jersey beatboxer and producer Flamingosis. Mm. And his track, Down for the Fifth Time, which samples Bobby Caldwell's Down for the Third Time. I, I don't know what happened to the fourth time, but... Mm-hmm. Time you know, passed. Time passed, time so passed. we're just going right to the fifth. This guy's got some... Doing some good sampling and some cool grooves, too. It's cool. Well, I think that's all the time we have left in the episode. So, Joe, what did we all cover? Well, our first featured artist was Bobby Caldwell and his track, Open Your Eyes. And our second featured artist was Common and his song, The Light. For our bonus material, we listened to other tracks that sampled Bobby Caldwell. All right, Tobe, can you tell us what we have lined up for our next episode? Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. So we're going to find out how whiskey can make you go blind. Oh, boy. Especially in Tennessee. Okay. Well, I think I I know how that works, but... uh, It's called moonshine. (laughs) It is a good thing that we are in Cleveland, Ohio, instead of Cleveland, Tennessee. Speaking Mm. of which, remind me to tell you a story. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time for Rips on Rips. Keep listening. Huzzah. Riffs on Riffs is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thanks to executive producers, Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya. Producer, Isabel Robertson. Audio engineer, Eric Coltnow. You can listen to more episodes of Riffs on Riffs by finding us on iTunes, Stitcher, or visit evergreenpodcasts.com. And don't forget, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. I'm your host, Joe Watson. And I'm your co-host, Toby Braswell. Thank you for listening to Riffs on Riffs. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.